This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at myhealthpolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at myhealthpolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called myhealthpolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose myhealthpolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START myhealthpolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates myhealthpolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Earl Sampson Folk, and you're joining me after the Raptors win against all odds and using a ridiculous amount of gumption and heart against the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the top teams in the NBA. They have LeBron James, they have Anthony Davis, they have former Raptor and NBA champion Danny Green, the Raptors without Kyle Lowry without Serge Ibaka, found a way to win at Staples Center in the Lakers' house. And my God, what a win. I think I most Raptors fans will agree with me that the rest of this trip doesn't really matter. And there is something about the Lakers being the Lakers, LeBron being on the Lakers, and the Lakers' exceptionalism that every sports fan knows about and detests that makes this being an underhanded team and going in giving the Lakers a quick spank on the butt, it makes this extra sweet. It makes this 
the signature win of the season so far. And it was it was a heck of a game to watch, man. It was it was something else. The game started out for the Lakers really well. I guess that goes without saying. The Raptors had to get used to playing without Kyle Lowry, playing without Serge Ibaka. Obviously, the first part of that, Lowry, that came first in the game. And the Raptors, there was a bit of dysfunction in the offense off the start. You had Siakam, who the Raptors aren't used to having to run so much for, like, picking rolls to get him switches, stuff like that. Early in games, usually that's a, a halftime adjustment or later on in the game. So having him come out without Kyle Lowry in tow in the offense in the first quarter and being guarded by Anthony Davis was not a fruitful endeavor for Pascal Siakam. It was really tough. He shot really poorly from the floor. He was kind of zoned out on defense. It looked like he was a bit uh, taken out of the game. And, well, honestly, he was taken out of the game by Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis did a great job on him. At the beginning, Fred Van Vliet was trying to get things going, but with Siakam blanketed by Davis, the early sledding on offense was tough. It was tough sledding. Van Vliet kept, he used a lot of dribbles tonight. Like, he pounded the air out of the ball, but in a way that was necessary. It wasn't like he was missing reads. It wasn't like there were players who needed the ball who weren't getting it. It was just Van Vliet with tons of patience and lots of guile working to create shots against a good Lakers defense and with pieces missing in the Raptors offense. And the Raptors, early on, they tried to... You get the the post going, and not even Pascal, but just get the ball into Gasol to see if they could take advantage of Javal McGee, which they did, and Gasol had a hook shot, and that was fine. But most of the damage was done when Van Vliet was snaking and gnashing the pick and roll. Lots of lots of movement on there. He was pretty diligent, and you had OG Norm cutting from the baseline there's i know everyone probably remembers it if you watch the game uh, van vliet is running a pick and roll to his right cuts gnashes it to the left side of the basket so he's under the rim powell makes a cut in javal mcgee kind of gets lost and he wasn't tracking the ball very well early on he took a lot of fouls he's putting the raptors on the line and he he was just kind of mixed up in the defense even though he was active on offense and the the Lakers did appreciate having him as a lob threat early. It did, it, it affected the game greatly, his his kind of so-so defense, maybe even worse than that. And that was how the Raptors were really picking on him early on, and that was the base of their offense. They were really putting up a lot of jumpers early too, and long jumpers, long rebounds, uh, kind of pseudo-transition for the Lakers to get going in. That really jump-started them. They got out to a double-digit lead early on. And the Raptors, credit to them, they were throwing mixed looks of zone, man, always switching it up, keeping the Lakers' defense, sorry, offense on their toes, and just trying, throwing anything at the wall, seeing if it would stick. And eventually, there was a little bit that did. The zone defense, in particular, worked pretty well in the first quarter towards the end when LeBron James was getting his rest, and the Raptors were really rotating their zone around Anthony Davis trying to mitigate what he was able to do. The supporting cast wasn't able to support Anthony Davis at the end. The Raptors, they put up a couple triples. Van Vliet got one to go, and Matt Thomas closed out the quarter with five straight points, hit a three, got fouled, missed the free throw, 
And then just by dumb luck, Kyle Kuzma touched it last. It rolled out of bounds. Well, lazy boxing out on the Lakers part, but the Raptors got the ball back. Matt Thomas had a little duck in on the inbounds and threw up a one-handed floater and it, it dropped in. And so the Raptors, they had it decently close. They were down by one at the end of the first quarter, which felt very, very fortunate. It felt like the Raptors had really lucked into that. And to that point, it seemed like, okay, the zone defense is working. The zone defense is working for now. Usually zone defenses don't work for super long amounts of time in the NBA because the players eventually figure out the spacing. They figure out how to attack them. But for short spurts, they're usually pretty effective. The Raptors were going to have to figure out for the rest of the game how they were going to figure how they were going to defend the Lakers with, you know, guys that hadn't played that much. And it ended up being that it was just superb performances. But at that point in time, when the Raptors were down one but had been outplayed significantly to that point, you were wondering, A, where's the offense going to come from? B, is this defense sustainable? And what the Raptors got in the next quarter wasn't luck at all. It was just really, really good bench play. And I mean that in that the Raptors bench players everybody stepped up so not only was norm really good playing with the bench and that was when it was kind of like pascal and norm playing with the bench norm was really fantastic as the point of attack whether it was when they were in man or when they were running zone at the top of the two three zone he was really really good jumping around screens contesting the dribbles making the passes above the break difficult so that the lakers couldn't get comfortable and pass around the zone his work on defense was paramount to how the Raptors were able to defend from that point on to the rest of the game. He was he was fantastic tonight and deserves a lot of credit. I know Siakam and Van Vliet are the highlights of this game and one other person who has not been named, Chris Boucher, who came into the second quarter and while Norman Powell was doing his thing, being the focal point of the attack of the defense, Chris Boucher came in, he got a lob, he got blocks. I think he finished with three blocks in the game, and it seemed like more, and that started in the second quarter. His length, and we've all been waiting for this, right? It, We've been waiting for Boucher to play well in minutes that aren't garbage time, and tonight was fantastic. Not only was he good, he was great in his minutes, and it makes it makes a lot of sense that he came out at a plus three in this one. It makes a lot of sense that the Raptors won their minutes when he was on the floor because he was he was so good. And it started in the second quarter. He wasn't afraid to foul. He wasn't afraid to try and contest everything. And his length, even though he's skinny, even though he's slim duck, turned out to be a deterrent for a lot of shots. He was really getting in the way on offense. He wasn't gun shy, which is still a problem with Marcus All. Marcus All offensively helped to stagnate the offense and you don't want to hear that because he's supposed to be a bit of a savant offensively he's supposed to be making great passes but as it currently stands hasn't really been doing that he's just been stagnating with his unwillingness to shoot Boucher he he wanted to let it rip and he did and it was helpful to the Raptors offense the Raptors offense got the Lakers defense turning more Siakam they were running actions pick and roll for Siakam to get loose and attack either Kuzma or Caruso or somebody else that wasn't Anthony Davis and it was 
it was much better for Siakam to attack in that way. So the late the Lakers were trying to figure out the Raptors zone defense and then switching to an aggressive man, especially when Terrence Davis came in and the Raptors were trying to figure out, okay, how do we utilize Siakam the rest of this game? Because this game was built around Siakam and just having these grab the sun, steal this win away performances from guys like Terrence Davis and Chris Boucher and Rondé Hollis Jefferson, that was extremely meaningful but the game was built around, okay, how are we going to get Siakam going against this team? Because even though Boucher, Powell, Davis, Hollis Jefferson are all kicking in points, they all were in double digits, by the way. 10 points for Hollis Jefferson, 13 for Terrence Davis, 15 for Boucher. That's fantastic. But you weren't sure when those points were going to come. They did a really good job of capitalizing on their opportunities, all of them but they weren't being manufactured for. The Raptors needed to manufacture points for Pascal, and they figured that out to a degree in the second, the latter half of the second quarter. Started finding a way to make it work, and that was awesome to see, but the Raptors, they were down eight at halftime, and you were wondering, okay, so what's it going to be? And the Raptors, in the third quarter, it was still... You're still waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Because the defense ratcheted up to an insane level. And this seemed led by Norman Powell and Terrence Davis. because, And, and Pascal Siakam, honestly. Pascal Siakam plus bench seems to be the new Kyle Lowry plus bench. In this game, Siakam plus bench was pretty much the end-all be-all. It was so much fun to watch. And the activity on defense was incredible. So you have Terrence Davis... Norman Powell, extremely active up top. Siakam, Boucher, patrolling down low, a constant motion. And maybe a bit lucky that there weren't more fouls, but the defense honestly seemed really strong. It was wild. It was hectic, but it was effective. And the Raptors, they clung on to that. Nurse let those let those units ride. And the Raptors, they, they really got big minutes from them. And to limit the Lakers to 18 points in the third quarter, finding a way to get the ball out of LeBron's hands, to get the ball out of Anthony Davis's hands. And so much to the point that Anthony Davis got so sick of having to pass out of opportunities that he just started taking mid-range shots and three-point shots. And while he did hit a good percentage of them, the Raptors had already accomplished their goal of moving him away from the basket. That was the whole point. Even though he was hitting from mid-range, and that sucks. Even though he was hitting from downtown, and that sucks. Even getting him away from the basket allows the back end of the Raptors' defense to kind of, okay, reset. To be there for help side because he's not a lob threat, because he's drifted away from the basket. And that third quarter, that was established. That was where the Raptors really changed the game. Everything kind of swung on its head, and they, they tied the game up going into the fourth. And it was, you win this quarter, you win the game. And there was, you know, still following those bench units. You have Terrence Davis, once again, Powell, Boucher. And I know Powell started tonight, but all these guys, they went on a massive run. I think it was 13-3. to That was from like the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter to around the 4, the 5. And it was huge. That basically, that was what won the game for the Raptors because... Not only did you not expect 
Terrence Davis to be hitting a three, Chris Boucher to be hitting a three, but also getting back in transition, getting massive blocks, chase down blocks. You you weren't expecting any of that. You were expecting these guys to be shakers and movers on offense, but not do anything outstanding, except they did. And that's where the Raptors won the game because, yes, Pascal Siakam closed it out. Yes, OG Ananobi played good defense on LeBron down the stretch because, of course, he did. But Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, for an eight-minute stint, picked up LeBron James and made... And really, LeBron did not get to the rim against Hollis-Jefferson. I think he did once, but Hollis-Jefferson played awesome defense. And when Hollis-Jefferson was operating on the roll, he finished strong inside, even with guys like Davis and Howard lurking. Hollis-Jefferson went up strong, didn't get blocked at the rim, just went up and was able to get points in the paint. And that completely changed the outlook of how the Raptors were scoring in there. It opened things up for swing passes along the baseline. And that's how Hollis Jefferson, running, he's going downhill towards the rim, was able to swing that pass out to Terrence Davis for his corner triple. That was with like five minutes left in the game. All these things, it was building up to allow the Raptors to play the way that won them the game. And it was a a full game effort. It wasn't stints. The Raptors had to set the groundwork in this game. The Raptors had to establish it. They had to work on it. They had to move Davis away from the rim. Then establish their dominance defending the interior. Then they had to move James away from being a driver. And then establish their help side defense. And then they started giving up some more weak side shots. But that was okay because the Raptors had kept their shooters cold for a large part of the game. And then when it got down to the nitty-gritty, you're not able to rely on your superstars because LeBron was in passing mode because Hollis Jefferson was doing a great job of corralling him into help and sometimes just straight up cold, stone cold, standing him up. And then so he's having to pass out. Davis has already been moved away from the rim. He's not as active on the dive. The Raptors' backside of the defense is way in way better position all the time. And that's why we saw a flurry of blocks towards the end of the game. All this had been built up. And for the Raptors to close this game out with Van Vliet and with Pascal, it was just, it was a beautiful performance. And it was an unbelievable amount of gumption. And, you know, the Lakers were at full health. The Lakers brought it. They wanted to win this one bad. They wanted to move to 8-1. and one. But the Raptors, without Kyle, without Serge, they really brought it, and they, they did their thing. And maybe I should... Fred Van Vliet did an awesome job, once again, working the offense, constantly keeping the, his dribble alive, waiting for those when there's eight seconds left in the shot clock, that one guy in the Lakers' defense to fall asleep, and for a backdoor cut to be available, or for him to finally get his shot going at the rim again because he hadn't made a shot in the paint in like six games. That's a long time, by the way. And so he was attacking the paint. It started with a really nice high-arcing lefty finish over Dwight Howard. And he just he did a fantastic job finishing. He was composed. And he was really he was the backbone of a lot of the part of the Raptors games. And he wasn't a huge part of any of the runs, really. But he was sustaining the Raptors in the hardest parts. When Siakam was going 0 for 7 from downtown or 0 for 6, something like that. It just, it was Fred guiding them through that, making sure they didn't go down 20, keeping it around like 12, 8 points. And 
that's important. That's just as important. It's it's points scored. It's taking care of the ball. It's creating assists. It's everything. And I thought Fred did an absolute great job. And I, I know Pascal didn't have the best game, but his willingness to keep going, keep trying, and to work really hard to find mismatches and then attack those viciously was was just so wonderful to watch. The Reggie Evans Award um, has to go to Chris Boucher. He completely changed this game. The Everybody and their mother was wondering how the Lakers were going to contend with, sorry, how the Raptors were going to contend with the supersized Lakers because Dwight Howard, JaVal McGee, Anthony Davis, LeBron James is a lot to contend with. That's really hard. And I, I understand why. I felt the same way. And for good reason, we felt this way, most of us. But Chris Boucher's length, it wasn't his girth. It wasn't the shoulders of Dwight Howard that changed this game. It was the length of Slim Duck. It was Chris Boucher's willingness to run the floor on offense and defense. And just his vivacious effort was nonstop. He... And he, he really did affect the team. The team rallied around him, and for good reason. He was aggressive on the roll, getting a couple and-ones. He wasn't afraid to let it fly from deep, and he was so active and rangy on defense. I felt like this was the culmination of all the things that have been building up for him. And if this is a jumping-off point, then yes, that's great, because this would be quite a jumping-off point, and it was... Man, to watch him change this game against a top-flight team that was not taking this game for granted. I don't think they did. It did not seem like that at all. And the Raptors, they did a they did a hell of a thing tonight. And it was yeah, Chris Boucher for Reggie Evans Award. He was he embodied Reggie Evans. He was getting at, after it on the glass and more than Reggie Evans on on the defensive end and the offensive end. It was just hustle, 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 hustle. It was, it was a, man, it was quite the performance to watch. The Mitchell Robinson Award goes to Kyle Kuzma. And this isn't the Raptors uh, villain. This is the Lakers villain. Because watching that game, even though he knocked down a couple triples down the stretch, I think most of you people who are listening would agree that if they didn't play Kuzma, they probably would have won this game. I genuinely felt that way, that he was such a weak point defensively, and he offered the Raptors such a reprieve from some dominating defense that the Lakers were handing out, and that Kuzma, when he was in the game, everyone on the Raptors, everyone who's a fan of the Raptors was like, okay, maybe we can go on a run now, because there's a weak point that we get to attack very easily. Siakam's on the floor for 42 minutes tonight. Anytime Kuzma's on that floor with Siakam, it is like blood piranhas or a shark it's just go straight for it it's it's a feeding frenzy as it should be and uh kuzma is is definitely the villain for the lakers a a hero to the raptors but for tonight a villain to the lakers because they probably should have won this game and they had some letdowns and they and they didn't They, they lost to the raptors and kyle kuzma a villainous for them the top quick reaction comment from Diggs says that was extremely satisfying i couldn't agree more somebody said i think it was anthony doyle said this is like a second um ring banner night and that's like championship banner that that's really funny and i it it was it was so much fun to watch 
And like I detailed at the start of the podcast, I think most fans of other teams hold a little bit extra. They they have more ire, more rage for the Lakers simply because of the Lakers' exceptionalism. And maybe LeBron James as well. I like LeBron James a lot, but I know a lot of people don't like him, so there's that aspect of it too. And Danny Green on the other team, whom I love, but just there's a lot of parts about this. And without Serge, without Kyle, this this was the most satisfying win of the year so far and will be a signature win of this year, no doubt. And I think people will remember this for some time. It was really something to watch. Thank you for joining me on this. I have thoroughly enjoyed the game. I've enjoyed chatting about it. To you, thank you for listening. Whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.